The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Virginia's likely voters believe Joe Biden is better able to handle the pandemic than Donald Trump and trust police for protection, but not racial justice. That's according to a Wasson poll released yesterday. Charles Fishburne reports. On the pandemic, responders trusted Biden over Trump 48 to 36 percent. A majority said the country is loosening restrictions too quickly. About half thought Virginia's pace was on track. But on police conduct. 54% say they would give police a negative grade for the proper use of force. Clinton Kidd is professor of political science at Christopher Newport University. Widespread support include things like de-escalation training for police, 96%, requiring body cameras to be worn by police, 95% support that. He says there is strong approval for crime protection, but police got negative grades for the treatment of racial and ethnic groups. They favored public reports when force was used, public databases on misconduct, and civilian oversight boards. Charles Fishburne, VPM News. The city of Richmond is moving one step closer to creating a slavery museum in Shaco Bottom. Monday night, Richmond City Council approved a transfer of nearly $2 million in tax-delinquent property sales to fund the planning and design. Mayor LeVar Stoney announced the plan back in July as a way to memorialize the history of Shaco Bottom as a slave trading center. Stoney estimates the museum and the park-like campus surrounding it will cost the city $20 to $50 million to complete. Richmond City Council's Public Safety Committee voted down a proposal to ban the use of so-called non-lethal weapons on protesters. Roberta Roldan has more. The proposal from City Council members Stephanie Lynch and Michael Jones would have prevented Richmond police from using things like tear gas and rubber bullets on demonstrators. Clashes between police and protesters that resulted in the use of chemical agents was a common sight in Richmond this summer. Two City Council members on the three-person committee voted to strike the ordinance, Reva Trammell and Kim Gray. The motion to strike means that, unless supporters of the ban can get five on city council to override it at the next meeting, the proposal is dead. Supporters of the ban pointed to what they see as an excessive use of chemical irritants on nonviolent protesters, but opponents say if you take away less lethal options, all that's left is lethal force. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. Activists have accused Richmond police of targeting a local activist for political reasons. Officers arrested Christopher Goad earlier this week on a misdemeanor warrant for obstructing free passage of others. Whitney Evans reports. Christopher Goad, who goes by the name Goad Gatsby, says he was walking at the Lee Monument traffic circle when officers stopped him. The warrant they were serving stems from an incident earlier this month in which police arrested 11 people protesting outside the Richmond City Justice Center. Goad maintains he did nothing wrong. This is clear abuse by the police. They will find any laws, and if you do not break any laws, they will make up laws and say you broke them. Goad says officers took his phone at the precinct and never returned it. Claire Gastanyaga, executive director of the ACLU of Virginia, said on Twitter that, quote, getting a warrant to take someone into custody for such a low-level offense is the kind of over-policing that folks are protesting. Richmond police arrested Goad once before in July and charged him with trespassing in Monroe Park. Whitney Evans, VPM News. VPM has reached out to the RPD for comment and is awaiting a response. Hanover County Public Schools announced potential new names for two schools yesterday. 
The school board signaled their support for Bell Creek Middle School and Mechanicsville High School. This comes a few weeks after rejecting recommendations from a naming committee. The board voted to remove the names of Confederate leaders from the schools this summer. The changes aren't official yet, but Hanover County officials expect the board to approve the new names in their October 13th meeting. If you've driven through Virginia Commonwealth University's campus lately, you may have noticed some signs that read shame on VCU and wage theft on campus. Alan Rodriguez Espinoza spoke with those behind the signs. Construction workers say they have not been paid fairly while working on a number of projects at Virginia Commonwealth University. VPM spoke with several of these workers. All of them have asked to remain anonymous out of fear of being fired for speaking out. One of them, who will call Thomas, says he and his co-workers have been directed by his supervisors to lie about how they're paid. They don't pay people for overtime when they work more hours. They don't deduct taxes. Workers told VPM that non-English-speaking immigrant workers, mainly Latino, have disproportionately fallen victim to these practices. Thomas says undocumented workers are particularly vulnerable. They prefer to hire immigrants because they bow their heads and don't speak up. They prefer them so they can extort them how they wish. And workers don't have any other options. We don't have any option but to work with them, the contractor, even though we know he's abusive. There are construction workers at VCU who work 40 hours a week, sometimes more, and use company equipment. They also work at the direction of on-site supervisors, all characteristics of being an employee, according to IRS criteria. But the workers we spoke with say many of them are not classified as employees. Instead, they're either brought on as independent contractors or kept off the books entirely, losing out on the standard insurance benefits. If they classify me as a contractor, and if I were to get into an accident, if something happens to me, there's no one that can give me a hand. And then I can't bring food home. Construction workers are not hired directly by VCU. Instead, the university contracts with a construction company, who then hires smaller companies that provide specific services. These small companies then turn to labor brokers. They provide the workers, who are mostly immigrants. Workers say it's these labor brokers who often pocket part of their pay and use intimidation tactics to keep them quiet. Thomas says project supervisors have also charged workers a fee to pick up weekend shifts. I don't know why VCU allows these things to happen. They say it's such a well-funded and secure project, but in reality, they don't look at how the workers at the lowest level are being affected. When VPM asked by email whether VCU would consider an internal investigation into the workers' allegations, a university spokesperson said the matter is between the construction company and its subcontractors. VCU called the allegations inaccurate, claiming that it does not frequently hire independent contractors. The statement says VCU hires construction managers to oversee projects, but these managers then hire workers as independent contractors. Meanwhile, VCU says it cannot verify the number of daily workers on its sites. They need to take this more seriously. That's Frank Mahoney, communications director with the Regional Carpenters Union. They need to take their role as a leader in the community more seriously, and that starts with the people that are building their buildings and making sure they have responsible contractor language. Workers we spoke with say they wish it were easier to get permits to work in the United States so they don't have to go through labor brokers. Thomas says he hopes things change at the VCU construction sites. We're all human beings and deserve respect, and we need to be treated as such. VCU says it will take additional steps in future construction projects to classify workers appropriately and make sure they're compensated fairly. 
These steps will include vetting construction companies and requiring them to post payment bonds to ensure full compensation. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.